Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. I don't even know what day it is. It's Tuesday. Are you sure? Positive. It's positive Tuesday. Yes. We are, yes. Always positive. We are positive. It is Tuesday. <laughs> and it's positive Tuesday. So anyway, this is Pastor Lenny and... Pastor Lori. Pastor Lori. And we're telling you good morning. And we want to begin the way we always begin. And that's by telling you um, how very much that we love and appreciate you. And we mean that from the bottom of our hearts. Um, I just put up on the bulletin board, came in today, and it was another beautiful letter from Ohio. From Ohio. And... uh, from J.H. And what a blessing. Her words of encouragement are just amazing to me. What an encouragement. What a blessing. And, and then also she adds to it a wonderful financial blessing. And I love J.H. I hope one day I get to meet J.H. Definitely. Thank you. But thank you to all of you. You know, Ida from Norway. Oh, your blessings. I mean, I don't want to. No, stop naming people because then we'll we'll be taking up the whole entire thirty minutes. Yes. No, it's not going to be thirty minutes. Thanks. Just thanking people. You know. Thanks. My mom, my in-laws, my in. Oh man, I, my in-laws. I. I'm. Just, we're just so blessed. We are. Thank you. Thank you. God's hand extended. We couldn't do this without you. And we're just so grateful, you know, that we can get to be a part of your lives. Pray with you. Stand with you. Stand with you, Brett. Stand with you, Noah. Stand with you, Chris. We are right beside you, Jack and Mandy. We are right beside you. Grateful that we can pray with you and stand with you and believe with you. And you could reach out to us anytime you want. And we're just grateful for the victories, Jessica. And, and Christina Chesey, and, and so many, so many more. You know, we just, we I just, you. we just thank and, 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 uh, well, let's see. We lost the stream. Why did we lose the stream? Well, that's weird. That is the first time we've ever lost a stream. But now we have it back. We do have it back. So I'm glad about that. We do have it back. Um, I just, I hope you guys didn't miss all our thanks and, 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 you know, all the words of uh, appreciation we shared for all of you. I just hope they didn't miss that. But uh, you're not going to miss it on the podcast when I send out the podcast. But anyway... 
We're going to go on now. It's Tuesday, and um, we're going to go. We're going to continue with uh, some of the um, thoughts from from this past Sunday. And I made a statement, um, and this is all coming from Philemon, verse six. There's only one chapter in in the book of Philemon, and um, verse six. What a powerful verse! And I never, you know, I never realized it like I do now, where. Paul's basic philosophy and, and theology and doctrine is just, it's just in that one, wor- one verse where he talks about let the communication, right? The koinonia, the partnership, right? The participation. You know, he's talking about the fact that we're united with Christ, that we're one with Christ, you know? And all his verses come, in, come, come into fruition. I was crucified with Christ and now it's no longer I who live, but Christ who liveth in me, right? And then Romans chapter 6, where he talks about we, we died with him, we were buried with him, we were planted with him, we were raised with him. It's always with him. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. So you see Paul's theology right there, the communication. He's talking about this partnership, this, this joint partnership, the fact that we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You know, we're in business together. So it's, it's, it's an easy way to think about it. We're in business together. And in being in business together, we are supposed to share in the profits of the business. This is what that word's talking about. And the profits of the business are the blessings of the kingdom. Fruits of righteousness. Amen. The fruits of our righteousness. Yes. The blessings of the kingdom. You know? So, so this, 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 this knowing, you know, uh, this communication of our faith, our faith, our believing in that are standing in that, are trusting in that, trusting God in the fact of our union, mm. trusting God in the fact of our participation and sharing in the benefits of the kingdom. And when we're standing there and when we're trusting there, you know, our life becomes effective, energized, powerful. Big time. Right? Mm-hmm. Powerful, energized, powerful. And this is this is all consistent with Paul, this one verse, you know, that if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, right? That same spirit will revitalize your mortal body, the energizing, the energa. That's from Romans chapter six, verse uh, Romans chapter eight, verse eleven, right? That you would know the exceeding greatness of His power to you who believes, right? That's Ephesians chapter one, verse eighteen. And then Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, that, the, that, that, that God is able to do far beyond what we can ask or think according to the power that yes. works within us. That's right. So you see, in this one verse, is his, is his gospel. Sums it up. Yes. It's, it's such a beautiful verse. Come, become acquainted with it. Become acquainted with it. Become acquainted with the definitions and the words. You know, go back over this teaching and, and, and make this become a reality in your soul. Connect your soul with your spirit and let it come into being. And, and then, you know, we talked about the communication of your faith becomes effective by the acknowledging. And that word acknowledging, and this is what we're going to key in on again today, is recognition. It's all about recognition. It's all about recognizing it. You know, these things are true. These things are great. These things are awesome. But you have to recognize recognize the truth recognize the fact recognize the rock 
solid assuredness that is in you, that is in you, that is in you in Christ. And that recognition is so vitally important. And the greatest of recognitions takes place as we talked about this. We talked about this on Sunday and we showed it in the mirror. In the mirror. And I'm going to read this portion of scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, from two versions. And the first one is a New American Standard Bible. Why? I don't know. I just have it here. But it says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, as from the Lord, mm. as from the Spirit. Now, you know, that mirror and that glory, that mirror and that glory, that mirror is the words of God pertaining to, especially to, pertaining especially to Jesus. Okay? So we're beholding with an unveiled face, very important, an unveiled face, the glories of Jesus. And as we, as we view in that mirror the glories of Jesus, it's reflecting you and I. We and as you recognize it, as you recognize that you're looking at you, as mm. you're looking at Jesus, the Holy Spirit brings it to being. Mm. So recognition is so vitally important. And this is why Pastor Lenny is so vehemently against those they're genuine. They love people. They really do. But the teachings and the preachings that we're just sinners saved by grace. You know, because of Romans chapter 3, verse 23, they get it all wrong. All have sinned. Yes. I'm so grateful that he uses a past tense wording for his believers. And have fallen short of the glory of God. But not now. Not now. Because now we have been freely justified by faith in Jesus Christ. Now, therefore, being justified, we have peace with God through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, because God has called us, right? He's justified us, and because he's justified us, he's glorified us. Romans chapter 8, verse 30. So, their recognition can't be right. They're always going to be looking in an inferior mirror a broken mirror. You see, because when you look in that mirror, when we look in that mirror, we're supposed to see Jesus. And how do you think you would see Jesus? How? That's how you would view and see yourself. That's the whole reason why in, 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 in John chapter 17, verse 22, he says, Father, here we go again, the glory you've given me I've given to them. And again, Romans chapter 8, verse 30. He's justified us and he's glorified us. Amen. That's the image. Righteous. That's the image in the mirror. That's the recognition. And you see, when that recognition takes place, you recognize Jesus and you see Jesus 
and you recognize the partnership, the sharing in the benefits of the kingdom, and your trust and your faith are in him, and you become energized, and you understand, and you know. There's no sickness in him. There's no disease in him. See, because if you recognize sin, death comes by sin. If you recognize in sin, well, sickness comes by death. Sickness, sickness comes by sin. Then that's always going to be recognized. And then we're going to come up with these, these bold, dinky, bold, dinky beliefs that, you know, God is sovereign and, you know, he's going to heal who he's going to heal. And, you know, not everybody gets healed or not everybody, it's not his will. I, that comes from an inferior mindset and inferior recognition and not understanding and realizing the true reflection, the true reflection of who we are, what we are, what we can do in Christ, with Christ, because of Christ. You said we were glorified, and I love when you taught about what glorified means. Perfection. Perfection and God-likeness. So... He glorified us, he perfected us, and we're God-like. We're righteous with God's righteousness. It can't get any better. A amen. And, and, and you know what's so powerful, Laurie? What? Hebrews chapter 1 tells us about Jesus. And it tells us about that Jesus is the expressed image of the Father. You, you understand that? <laughs> Jesus is the express image of the Father. And so now when we look at Romans, Romans chapter 8, verse 29, for whom God foreknew, he determined that they would be conformed into the, into the exact image, duplicate copy of Jesus, the firstborn amongst many brethren. So think about what the word of God is telling us. We're the express image of Jesus. And Jesus is the express image of the Father. Do you know... This is why Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen, seen the Father. So, so religion wants to keep that, that, that mirror marred and, and that reflection clouded. Not for us. No. Th this is why that recognition is so, is so vitally important. And the believing and, 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 and the recognition takes place in our soul. Our soul has to be renewed. Now you know why Paul says, don't be conformed, right, to the world. Don't get this, don't get this wrong. He's not saying don't become conformed to worldly people. That word world is, is aeon, it's age. He's talking to the Romans. He's talking to the Jewish Christians, the Gentile Christians. He's separating them from the law. He's talking about do not be conformed to this present religious age, but become transformed, transformed into the recognition of who you are, what you are, what you can do. Become transformed into the real you, where you see the real you with the image of Christ. Become transformed. How? It's by renewing of your mind. By renewing of your mind. And this recognition frees you. This recognition frees you. Listen to this. For, is this good so far? It is awesome. So, so, um, being renewed. so mirrors chapter three, verse 18 from, you know, from the mirror study Bible. I love the blue book. I love the black book, whatever color you got. But it says, now we all with a new understanding, 
New understanding. New understanding. New understanding. Yeah. You have a new understanding. We see ourselves in him as in a mirror. Man. We see ourselves in him as in a mirror. If you can't see Jesus in a particular way, you better not be seeing yourself in a particular That's way. Right. And know that the way you're seeing Jesus, right? In that way, that's the way God sees Jesus. That's the way God sees you. You're looking at the image of you, the image of Jesus, who's the express image of the Father. Oh, my gosh. God's righteousness. We all, with new understanding, let us create man in our own image. True holiness and true righteousness. If any man is in Christ, the old order is gone. Behold, he's a new creation. The, The new order has come. All right. Now we all, Paul, I love, I love, Jesus, Jesus taught Paul this, Jesus taught Paul this gospel. Exciting. Don't let man screw it up. Now we all with new understanding see ourselves in him as in a mirror. The days of window shopping are over. In him every face is unveiled. In gazing with wonder at the blueprint of God displayed in human form we suddenly realize that we are looking into a mirror where every feature of his image articulated in Christ, God the Father's image, is reflected within us. The Spirit of the Lord engineers this radical transformation by the renewing of our minds. We are led from an inferior mindset to a revealed endorsement of our authentic, authentic identity. See him. See you. See him. See you. Oh, I wanted to share something. I wanted to say something. I want to go back to, you know, the, um, the newest, New American Standard Version, the King James Version, and even in this Mirror Study Bible, it talks about unveiled. You, have, you cannot see yourself in the mirror in him if you have a veil. And it's very important to understand what happens right before verse 18. And Paul says, whenever Moses is read, whenever the law is read, whenever Moses is read, see, you're studying the law, I'm going to study the law, the law, the veil remains. The, The veil remains. I don't want it. Legalism, law, boom, send it away. You see the challenge with people is, you know, the challenge with people is this, Laurie. Where's that one, that one quote I, I said the other day? Here we go. The, 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 the challenge with people is this. In, in Titus chapter 3, Paul says something so beautiful. Remember, somebody asked me yes uh, in class what are my favorite verses. Yes, and I, and how I shared that verse from Titus. I think it's verse eleven. Where not by acts of righteousness are we saved, hmm. right? It's not by works of righteousness, but by His mercy. So you have to understand something. The law, right? Paul says in Romans chapter ten, verse four, the law is the that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. And before verse 4, he says, my, my people, they were zealous for righteousness, but it wasn't this, the righteousness of God. So you see, 
People with the law are still zealous. They're still trying to be zealous to become righteous. They don't understand this. But Christ is the end of that for righteousness. So, so what Paul's teaching us is you can't do any act of righteousness that's going to make you righteous. No, many, no matter how many acts of righteousness you do, you're not going to achieve the righteousness of God. So you can't be by doing. Now, you know what? It's because people fail to understand that truth and realize this truth. Perhaps this is why they cling on to, I'm still a sinner saved by grace. Because they're still clinging on to that truth. It's by my acts of righteousness. That's probably why. And that's because of religion. But you see, an act of righteousness cannot make you righteous. And this is where you fail to, fail to understand. The failure to understand comes from. And so now when we look at sin, listen. Do I sin? Uh, I don't even want to say this, but yeah, I have blips on my radar screen. A few. Okay, thank you, honey. We may have blips on our radar screen. But you know what? See, this is what they don't understand. They'll say right away, you mean you don't sin? See, you mean you don't sin? I have blips on my radar screen. But you know what? Those blips on my radar screen don't define me. No. The blips on the radar screen don't mean I'm a sinner. The same way my acts of righteousness do not mean, does not mean I am righteous. They can't separate that because they don't understand grace. They don't understand the new you. They don't understand justification and righteousness. They don't understand who they truly are, what they truly are, what they can truly be. And that's why transformation comes place, comes into place, comes into being by the renewing of their mind. What they don't understand is you know what? I've met many a Christians who adheres to, I'm still a sinner. I've met many a Christian who still adheres to, I have to seek out righteousness, right? I have to seek out being, and they're still, still troubled and taunted and, and, and held in the grips of sin. I was one of them. But the grips of sin are no more. No. Now, I made this statement on Sunday, and we're going a little bit long, but I'm going to wrap this up. I made this statement on Sunday. It's in the absence of recognition, sin has its domination. Absence of recognition. That's powerful, isn't it? It is. It's in the absence of recognition that sin has its domination. So if you're looking in a marred mirror, if you're looking in the wrong mirror, if you're believing you're still just a sinner saved by grace, if you're still looking at achieving righteousness by your own acts, right? And sin has domination. Your recognition is incorrect and wrong. And if it's in the absence of recognition, sin has its domination. Because listen, Paul, chapter 6, it's, it is not possible to interpret grace as a cheap excuse to continue in sin, which is people, what people do. They point their fingers on us and say, you're preaching an inferior gospel. No. 
This is the true gospel. It is not possible to interpret grace as a cheap excuse to continue in sin. It sounds to some like we're saying, let's carry on sinning so that grace may abound. No. Romans chapter 6, verse 1. You, you, you don't get it. They don't get it. Verse 2. How ridiculous is that? This is Paul. How ridiculous is that? How can we be dead and alive to sin at the same time? That's right. What we are saying then in baptism, if we are not declaring that we are understand, if what we are saying then in baptism, if we are not declaring that we understand our union with Christ in his death. So this is what, what they're saying. If you still think those things, then you're not declaring your union with Christ in his death. Okay? That we were like seeds planted together in the same soil to be co-quickened to life. If we were included in his death, we are equally included in his resurrection. We perceive that our old lifestyle was co-crucified together with him. This concludes that the vehicle that accommodated sin in us was scrapped scrapped and rendered entirely useless our slavery to sin has come to an end and now look at verse 14 and then we're going to bring this to a close this is about the recognition this is a powerful verse chapter 6 in Romans verse 14 sin was your master when your recognition wasn't correct Sin was your master, while the law was your measure. Sin will be your master when your recognition is incorrect. Sin will remain your master when the law is your measure. But now, grace rules. Amen. Sin has no more dominion over us. Good word, huh? Awesome. I'm charged. I'm I'm energized. We love you. We love you. We We pray for you every day. We're standing with you. If you have needs, if you have prayer requests, if you want us to stand with you, let us know. We will, you know, and and we'll, 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 we'll share it in a way where people don't have to know your business, but you can know that your brothers and sisters that, 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 that follow us will be standing with you because we love you. Have a blessed, no, yeah, walk in your blessed, walk in your blessed and anointed day.